Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. Let's lock in. This is Unrivaled. Yes! Yes! The teams you live for. The sports you love. With Scott Mitchell and Alex Keurig, presented by G2G Bars on 97.5 The KSL Sports Zone. All right, everybody, welcome on in. It is Unrivaled 97.5 The KSL Sports Zone. Happy Friday, Scott. You made it to Friday. Yes, you were sir. worried about it earlier in the week. You didn't. <laughs> I think was you're worried make about it. it on Monday and Tuesday. <laughs> Wednesday and even yesterday. Look, you start asking every day, is it Friday yet? And the answer is no way. And yet here we are. Now we're excited because it is Friday. And not only that, they let us out of the studio. Yes, so they that's, did. That's that kinda, was awful That's nice, kind of half the deal is like yeah. we're so excited to get out of our little cage sometimes when they let us loose on a Friday. And we've got it all popping here. We are at the home show at the Mountain America yes. Expo Center. And we are here with Advanced Windows. We are at the Advanced Windows booth like we're their guests here normally like we're just here doing our own thing we are guests at the advanced window products booth and we went through the factory yesterday and so we've got so many fun things to talk about with these guys because uh they have jumped on board as partners at the ksl sports zone and uh they're just owning it and they're jumping in and people are starting to to uh figure out hey i want my windows built here I want them manufactured here. I want them installed by the people that live here. I want them uh, warrantied by the people here. So we'll talk a little bit more with, uh, with Nate and Jake a little bit later. It's going to be awesome. But right at the top of the show here. At the top. We've got some RSL tickets to give away. So there was some homework. We didn't do hey, it yesterday. RSL. First we had like a ticket. It was a rare ticket Thursday for us yesterday, and, and I blew it. So we need to give away some RSL tickets today. You blew it yesterday? I well, we didn't I'll quite have a show. Yesterday. I know, it was short. It was a, a short, short show yesterday. It was a short show. So today short we're giving away some RSL tickets. Right now it's the home opener against Austin FC. And uh, in about an hour, DJ is going to come on, of course, uh, of DJ and PK fame and of David James fame on uh, all of the – every sport thing you can imagine, David James is there. And he's, of course, calling these on uh, – now the home of RSL here on DKSL Sports Zone. So we're happy to partner with them, and we're happy to give you some tickets. Caller number 12 right now, and this is a sold-out match, too. I heard the president of RSL get on today and say they're blowing this thing out. It's going to be kind of cold tomorrow, and it doesn't matter because the, uh, the fandom, uh, the RSL fans are going are to be out in force. And they, lo- they got ousted by these guys by Austin in the playoffs last year in a, in a shootout. 
And uh, Austin knows. is like in, as in Austin, Texas. Yeah, right? yeah. Okay. And you know, they think it's not like cool. a like no. a per, like Austin Collie no, or something. No, like no, no. Austin they think Towers. they think they're so cool down in Austin. They're like, oh, we're a little bit different than everybody else. We're well, cool. It's kind of cool in Austin. They eliminated. It, it used to be cool. In Real Salt Austin. Lake. And now Real wants to get some revenge with their home opener on Apple TV tonight and on VKSL Sports Zone. You can hear it, of course. Uh, let me give those RSL tickets away right now. Caller number 12, 801-575-ZONE. That's 801-575-ZONE. And uh, is, it, is that a pair of tickets? Yeah, pair of tickets to RSL and uh, Austin FC tomorrow. And we're going to chat with DJ in about an hour about this match and how big of a deal it is. So there you go. Right off the bat, we're giving away stuff. That's what I love. 801-575-ZONE. You get the tickets to RSL and Austin FC tomorrow uh, at Mountain America Stadium there. Scott? Yes. Let's kick the show off with let's the cut. Let's jump in. Let's talk a little bit of jazz here. Let's do it. The unquestioned. Undeniable. Unrivaled. Top sports story of the hour. Here's what made the cut. Ain't nothing like it. You had one job. You had one job, Utah Jazz. <laughs> you had one job. So just the tank was supposed to be in. And I know it's not in Will Hardy's – it's not in his vocabulary. I know he can't tank. It's not part of his thing. But you were on a three-game losing streak in your six-game road trip. And you never beat Orlando in Orlando. They certainly didn't no, last no year. No matter how bad they are. So a bad Orlando team was like – yeah, man, the battle of the bad, and the and the Jazz aren't bad. That's the whole that's the whole thing, right? I mean, they're not they're not these Houston uh, Rockets or these San Antonio Spurs or or the Orlando Magic. They're, they're not, not a, a garbage team. No, no. and so they showed it by rolling up last night and uh, getting the win. And this Jazz team, you and I were both talking about this when we were prepping for the shows. Like, okay, so they're tied for eleventh in the West now. They have an eight percent chance at the top four. I'm not interested in that necessarily, but well, th- that that'll fluctuate um, game by game. The Jazz have uh, 15 games left, and and really, Scott legitimately, they have 10 Kay. 10 losses against teams that are, they play the Boston Celtics twice. Twice, uh, so they they've got a lot, and and they're going to play uh, the Lakers, uh, who they're kind of going to be battling. The Heat are they coming into town next week. They are they going the to the Heat, Heat? Sorry, play, on Sunday uh, they play Milwaukee. They play they they've got. Uh, they really have ten very easily, easy, easily losable games. Okay, will easily. You, will you? So Scott was like this. Now you know how you sit down and you go, "We can win these games." Scott got the fifteen games out that are left, and we mapped this thing out. And Scott, like a like a kid in a candy store, it was so weird because Scott was talking about the Jazz schedule the rest of the way, like it was. Hey, we're, we can win these games, but it was for losses. Okay, we're going to lose that game. That's going to be great. Like, you're excited for them to lose more of these games because they went from an 18% chance of getting that uh, a top four uh, spot in the lottery to a an 8% chance last night. And like you said, it's going to fluctuate. It's going to go up and down. But this Utah Jazz team, schedule-wise, the rest of the way, it looks it, it looks like it's pretty – it looks like it's, it's favorable for them to lose games, which sounds so weird, but – I like what you see out of this team. You know what you get with this team, and now you've got to figure this thing out. At Charlotte tomorrow, the Heat on Monday. They're at they're at uh, Miami on Monday. Boston. So you look at so Charlotte's not great either, but Miami's probably going to get them. I mean, this is that's a, a couple games in two days there on the East Coast, and that's that's tough. So you mapped out a place where we can see the Jazz get ten or eleven losses over the next. Here, here's the real problem. <laughs> 
the real problem with the Jazz are all the all the guys that I, I, I believe weren't even on the roster are st- playing or, or having significant minutes for the Jazz right now. They weren't even on the roster at the trade deadline. And they're now playing for the Jazz. I mean, I mean, you, you think of Johnny Juzang. You think of uh, Damian uh, uh, um, Jones. Jones. Yeah, you think Jones. of uh, uh, Fontecchio. Well, yeah, Fontecchio. <laughs> you think of uh, Chris Dunn. Yeah. Uh, and the problem is, is they're kind of playing good now, and they've had an opportunity to get out. The, on the okay. Court. Did you just and, hear yourself? No, no, no. The no, problem no. is they're playing good. I know that's the problem, but here's the problem. Jordan Jordan Clarkson's not playing. Right. Uh, Colin Sexton's not playing, and these are guys. These these are guys that. Um, you know, are, are legitimate NBA guys, and and now all of a sudden you're developing guys that are going to make you uh, a team that that actually has some depth here going into to the end of the end of the season, and and that's a bit of a problem. But I, okay, I'm okay with the schedule. I, it, I I really whatever happens to the Jazz is just fine. If they if they end up having a significant chance at a lottery pick and they're uh, they're either I don't I don't want them kind of fighting their way into the playoffs. Right, either out or in. I'm they, not trying just, to bank on them being no, total just, right. Just bust, just be know? out or in. I don't care. What's so fascinating to me, and it's so fascinating every single night, is to watch the development of these players. And you see, you see growth from a guy like Walker Kessler. You see growth from a, a guy like Ochai Abaji. You see, you see, uh, Laurie Markin, and we, you know, we had uh, David Locke on a couple of nights ago, and David Locke is like, is is Laurie Markin a, a star? Is he a superstar? You know, we, we had that conversation uh, years ago about uh, about Donovan Mitchell. Is he just going to be a star, or is he going to be a superstar? And and I believe a guy that's a superstar is that you give him the ball at the end of the game, and the guy can score at will. To was, me, to me, that's a superstar. He was getting and, there, and and all of a sudden you started seeing right. Laurie Markin in show up late in a game uh, hitting clutch buckets in, in against tough defense. Uh, and, and, and so you go, eh, you know, that's, that's a step up. But what I love is they recognize this, the Jazz do. They recognize where these games are, where these players are. And the next time they come out in a game, they've improved. They've gotten better. All that tells me. This team has not even come close, and I mean this team is in this team right here. This team, forty nine, has not even come close to reaching its potential. If you go out every night and you see the same stuff over and over and over again, you go, "This team sucks. They're not talented. They're not any good." <laughs> but you're not seeing that. No, you're seeing guys improve. You're seeing guys like elevate their games, and and so where is the ceiling? Heck, if I know. But I know they haven't reached it, and, the- I, and so it gets you excited. Like I, I'm telling you, I do not care about what happens the rest of the year. I just want to go watch players develop. Like that's my that's my whole mission watching the Jazz the rest of the year. Just show me, just show me player development. That's okay. all I care about. What What's a guy that right now you go? I want to see him on Team Fifty. Like because is Chris Dunn has he earned that that kind of ty- that that place to be a rotational guy on a team next year? Whatever, the, after the draft, everything kind of shakes out. Because, you know, we had that discussion with Locke when he brought it up about a uh, superstar versus a star, right? And I think everybody could agree that Larry Markkinen is not, well, at least, I mean, I don't know if you're trying to make the pitch that he was a superstar or that he's, or that he's on his way. He's definitely not a superstar. I don't know how many superstars so, there so really Chris would be Paul, in the league except for, like, yeah. what, five? Right. Okay, so Chris, Chris Dunn is a guy that was drafted high. So uh, apparently, someone thought a lot about it. 
He's a guy that it feels like he's hungry. It feels like he's got his head on straight. And I believe it was said in the broadcast last night, he's the best defender on the Utah Jazz. Like, he's a guy that can really defend uh, and, do, uh, and do a lot of different things on, on the defensive end of the court. And I have to believe, if that's the case, there has to be a place for a guy like that. There is, there is value, value on a team for a guy that can play, play defense. And he's also, again, talk about guys elevating their game. A couple of games ago, he was in the game late, and he, and he, he, was, he was terrible at closing. Like, he, he got confused. He had the ball in his hand. He wasn't real. The, the offense kind of got funky, and they got, they got stuck a lot of times. And, and you see him kind of finishing around the basket, you know, like so many of those really good, you know, I, I think of Chris Paul where that kind of right inside the, the foul line area, uh, he's, he's just deadly. You know, he can sure. just always get off a shot, and they're high percentage shots. And you're starting to see Chris uh, Dunn kind of develop that part of his game so he's enough offensively right now but he's definitely kind of in that upper part of of a of really good defender for the jazz and and i get excited about because i don't know in my mind alex i'm just trying to go you know what um what does this team look like in the future because i think will hardy and this is what i want to ask you i believe will hardy is a guy who actually can get guys can get the can get the best out of guys that he has when he's coaching them, and I would love to see what he can do with a superstar. How do they and, get and here? You, How do they get here? Yeah, you you you've uh, got uh, it. You've got it. I mean, you've got to either you get really lucky. In the, you've you got, got to either get really lucky yep. in the draft. Or you have to – I mean, look at what – we talked about how the this Golden State – the Golden State Warriors dynasty was built off of amazing drafts. Yep. I mean, uh, bringing guys in was – it really has to be the way that the Jazz do this, obviously, and have everything in their quiver to be able to uh, figure that out and to be able to get that in the offseason kind of in any place that they want if they find something that they like. I – for right now, though, these these 15 games that I want to focus on and, and kind of the last part of the season here because I, I'm convinced we're not going to see this Jazz team, um, and you re- I really hope not. I don't want to see them even in the play-in. And I know that that's bonus basketball, and I know that it's one of those things that you're excited about having this team uh, in the future, but don't, but don't be excited about it this year, okay? This is a tough road ahead of them in these last 15 games, which is great. And I, I just want to say – I, I was grumpy last night about I was like, what are they doing? It was so weird because my son's like, what? Are, you can't explain to a kid what tanking means. You can't <laughs> explain to your family, no, you don't want them to win this game, really. Or you should be okay with them if they lose this game, which is well, counteractive no, you, you, to anything. Actually, you, actually, you can't explain it to your kids. It, but, it's, but it no, makes here, no a, sense. No it, no, it totally makes sense. What is it? Okay, so what you do is you say, look, um, Hank, uh-huh. right? Harvey, one of your kids. Sure. Am I allowed to say their names on Absolutely. Okay. I don't care. So, Hank, we so need – It's Hank's birthday today, by the way. Uh, happy, happy birthday, birthday Hank. Hank. Yeah. Well, he went to Ch- Chick-fil-A. Can yeah, I he say Chick-fil-A? Uh, absolutely. Uh, there's certain words I can't say on the air, I found out. <laughs> you, you, you cut that out. I did. Way. I wasn't going <laughs> to let you get away with that. <laughs> okay. i got to keep my job here, brother. Anyways, Hank, it's really important for you. To fail the third grade, okay? <laughs> you need to fail the third grade. You need to tank. Don't go to class. Don't do any of your assignments because we need you to be a 19-year-old oh, senior. Okay. okay? When you're a 19-year-old senior, you're going to be like the best football player 
in the whole area because you're a year older than everybody yeah. else. So hey, honey. Just tank the third grade so you can win a championship when you're a senior. Imagine trying to pitch that to your that's, wife. That's how you teach your kids. I was going to go like down the route of, you know, sometimes bre- tearing down an old house that isn't as good as a brand new house is a great, but you have to tear it down. You do the tear down part. And maybe that would be more. Ex- but me trying to explain to my wife, hey, it's important for you to fail a grade. Because then we want to get you to the point where you're a 19 year He's not well, going to understand that. Well, no, and my wife is going to get all upset because no, she no, tells no. me, hey, don't see, do your homework, kid. No, here's what you tell your wife. You say, look, if we get Hank to fail the third grade, <laughs> and he's a 19-year-old senior. Yes. Okay? So he's like a year older than everyone. So yeah. he's just going to beat up on everyone in sports. This was the way he's actually He's actually going to get a scholarship. Yeah. Okay? This, this is the way so they do then, it in Texas. Then you don't have to pay for his schooling. So so, later, so your, your wife goes, what do you mean? Oh, so – Hank, Tank, Tank the third grade, Hank. <laughs> Hank, the tank is in. Let's get going, and let's figure out how we can lose the rest of this year so we can get you into third grade again next year. This is the worst pitch I've ever heard. It's no. fine. He doesn't he, – look, I'm telling you, I, I – but the thing is, is I'm a little think, bit of a hypocrite I because problem. I told you the rest of the year, what did I want to see? 30-plus points from Lowry Markinen every night and an effort out of this team that you're going to be in it. But then they didn't fulfill the third one, which is make it close but then still lose the game. That's not what happened. See, you have to change the word tank. Okay, you have to get a better word. That's the problem. Tanking is a, is, means a bad thing. So uh, I'm going to go back to something I've said in the past. You need to lose with dignity. Okay? Right. Find a way to lose with dignity so that you can win down the road. <laughs> I love Because you know ta- tanking, tanking, tanking is like this, is, just, your TED just talk. A, this is your TED Talk. Completely. I need you guys to learn how to lose with style. All right, no, you walk it's in. Not style, it's hey, dignity. Scott, could you come in and talk it's to the team here in the locker room? Hey, guys, I just want to talk to you about tanking with grace. That, like that, this is like that is this is so counterintuitive to anything no, we try that, to teach any athlete. That, ever. Here's the crazy part: the Jazz did this. Okay, they just said, "Let's just go find some warm bodies off the street, <laughs> throw them on the court, and, and and just let them go play." The problem is, is they picked they picked the wrong guys. I know they picked guys who can Bad. actually play. Bad deal. Uh, <laughs> Well, we'll get more to the Jazz here in a little bit. I just wanted to get that off my chest that they, they uh, fulfilled two of the three requirements for me the rest of the way on this Jazz team. So you're 30-plus from Lowry every night. Make these games close. Let's see how good these guys are. But I want you to lose those close games. And uh, unfortunately, they couldn't, they couldn't wrap on that third one. They had to win the dang game last night. And I was honestly a little bit grumpy about it. But you know what? 15 games left. Scott says there's a real chance they could lose. 10 or 11 in that tough schedule. So there you go. I'm, ex- I'm excited about it. All right. Make yourself feel a little bit better by basking in the misfortune of others. <laughs> Unrivaled presents Sucks to Be You on the Zone Sports Network. <laughs> All right. Welcome back. It is Unrivaled 97.5 DKSL Sports Zone. We are at uh, the Mountain America Expo Center here. In Sandy, you can come over, and we are at the Advanced Window Products booth. You can see our big sign. You can see their big sign. You can come by and ask questions. I feel like Scott and I have almost become master certified as well yeah. when it comes to windows. Just to the, the education in the last day and Look, a half. Look, the way they, the way they uh, you know, mold those, those uh, corners on those oh, frames yeah. with that, that vinyl. Vinyl is very important, by the way. It is. 
Yeah, because it doesn't conduct field. right. Yeah, so it's and again, it's and it's non-fading. Again, like I said, we're sort of I mean, we're kind of master we're kinda honorary yeah. master certified. Yeah, master certified installers. window installers, <laughs> advanced windows. So come by the booth and uh, save three thousand dollars this weekend and ask how with a local company that front to back manufacture the windows, everything. We're going to be chatting with uh, with Nate and Jake a little bit later as well. And it's it's actually bad because in the breaks, all it is is football stories. You get Scott going, you get Nate going. I know Between I have to Nate hurry Orchard on the stories. So I don't Mitchell, have that much you time. The, you get all these stories. So we got lots of uh, lots of stuff to get through. Our sucks to be you uh, segment brought to you by Remedical, Utah's only physician-owned and operated wellness clinic offering ED treatments that are discreet, non-invasive, and customized for your needs. Remedical.com is the website. Uh, <clears throat> sucks to be you, George Klyavkov. Everybody's talking trash about you constantly now. The commissioner of the of the Pac-12, and I know that everybody saw. The Mark Harlan tweet last night. It was the tweet her around the world. It's interesting because today when I, I saw the tweet last night and I was like, yeah, man, I think I retweeted it because he, he put the Dennis Dodd story about the Pac-12 was basically on the way out. That was kind of what, what right. it was about, right? And his, and then Mark Harlan, the only AD to, to get up on this thing and to, be, and to be aggressive about it, retweets it and says, give me a break. And those three words – give me a break, ended up being the thing that everybody started to react to because then they go, okay, somebody actually from the Pac-12 said something about this. And it was the athletic director from Utah, one of these schools who's been mentioned in the four-corner schools that could go somewhere. And so that ended up being something where George Klyavkov has to just feel – we know how smart this guy is, and I think that he was dealt a really, really bad hand from the beginning. And as soon as USC and UCLA left, the guy has been behind the eight ball big time. Well, what's been hard is they don't have a deal. I mean – I mean, that's what really stinks for the Pac-12, and right. everybody else does. And when you don't, and it continues on, and, and you hear all these different rumors about the different options that are available, and they sound kind of, I don't want to say hokey, but they sound like they're certainly thinking outside the box, and you could argue that's a good and a bad thing. But what it is is uh, that the traditional television partnerships aren't there in a, in a way monetarily that makes a lot of sense. The problem with the Pac-12 and George Klyavkov, he, he he has to hit it out of the park. Like, he can't have a bad deal. Because if he has a bad deal, then then these rumors don't go away. And, and there's even more angst. And, and you're going to start hearing more and more rumors. And all of a sudden, Deion Sanders is going to get really confident in Colorado and think Colorado is now driving the ship in the Pac-12. And, and they're, they're going to start demanding things. I mean, you're just going to have... You're going to have a lot of funny things going on moving forward if this if this deal, this media rights deal for the Pac-12 is is not good. I'll tell you who where it really sucks to be. Who? It sucks to be Utah football. Mm-hmm. I mean, here you you've established you, you come to a conference, you now have gone to four Pac-12 championship games out of the last five. You're the two-time you're the, defending champion. You're the top dog <laughs> in the conference that's going to disappear, and you've worked your butt off. And here's here's why it sucks because. You don't hear anyone go from the Big Ten, oh, yeah, we want Utah. Like, forget forget Oregon and Washington. We, Utah's not talked about in any of the discussions. And you talk about the four corner schools, it, you hear more about Arizona and basketball than you do Utah in football. And, and this, is, this is a team that brings almost everyone back this year. Cam Rising comes back and plays well at quarterback. They're going to be right in the thick of things. They might be better as a, a complete team this year than they were last year. And, and, and nobody cares. All you're hearing about is, is Washington, and you're hearing about 
Oregon State now, and you're hearing about Oregon and USC, and and it's like Utah's considered the fifth best option in a conference where they've won it the last two years and have probably the best. This might be the best team that Kyle Whittingham has if Cam Rising comes back in place, and that's that's a that's an if, and a pretty big one at this point. But man, it sucks to be Utah because you've worked your butt off, and they've done such a tremendous job. They may be a team without a country, like really. I mean. I mean, it's a little scary about, and you would hate to say, what would the irony of all ironies is BYU goes to the Big 12 and Utah says, you know what, we gotta we gotta go independent. <laughs> There's no conference for us. I guess we just have to go independent now. I just, you know, I, I it, it bums me out to have all that work done. And this is not me trying to do like this fake, like, oh man, stinks to be you, Utah, because I, I do think that, I do think that Utah is in a in a valuable position for for uh where they're at right now they, i think that that wherever they end up that sounds dumb i i mean i don't know if the pac-12 is is on the way out you know what i mean like i know that you kind of said yesterday with all these rumors that are going on it just if one of these schools because the the board of regents at colorado are meeting to talk about this very thing as soon as colorado talks about it what if colorado goes we're going to get ahead of this thing and we're going to be the school that acts like we're big time and we're going to go to the big 12 then it makes things really weird for the rest of these schools because as soon as Colorado leaves, you're down to nine schools, and even though Colorado is freaking Colorado, like there is still something to this this feeling unstable part. That's the part that stinks is it just feels massively unstable. You want to hear another thing that sucks to be you? Who is it? it? (laughs) The whole NBA. You want to know why? Why? Because Dylan Brooks plays in the NBA, and every single team has to play (laughs) Dylan Brooks. And he's got to be the biggest idiot in the entire world. Uh, like, like he's such a guy. tool. Like, it's, it's one thing, okay? <laughs> I it got is, Scott to say tool on the air. It hey. is one thing. One thing to be tough, to be defensive-minded, to be – but he's a total jerk. I, I, a total jerk. I'm, I'm holding back on all the real words I want to say, like the more expli- explicit pretty words. pretty aggressive, though, too. Well, yeah. I but, got you. But, no, I know, you know the other ones. Yeah. Um, and and it, it, it's an embarrassment. It's ridiculous, and you just see like like there's no place there's no place for it in in anywhere. You can still be you know you know what that tells me about a guy like him. What he's not really confident in who he is. He's not really confident in his abilities. He's not really he's got to be this total idiot and just lack of respect for all these other players and their abilities. And he has to uh, just he has to kind of go out of bounds on things, and it's not cool. It's not cool at all. And, and so the whole NBA sucks to have to play in an NBA with Dylan Brooks in it. It's funny because if you said it sucks to be Dylan Brooks, he's like, I'm getting the most attention I've ever gotten. Because basketball, being a good basketball player is not the thing he gets attention for. No. So that, that's the part where. He gets attention for being a if, jerk. Right. If you're Dylan Brooks, and he got a little mini victory last night because, um, you know, every, nobody likes him, but then he ended up still beating the Golden State Warriors. I say he did. You know, the Grizzlies did. And so it's this little miniature moment where he's able to go, yeah, man, I own you guys. It's like, not, no, you don't. Nobody likes you. Nobody likes you, Dylan Brooks. That's why it sucks to be you. I don't even know if your mom likes you. It, that's in dispute. I don't know if his mom loves him. I can't confirm it, so I'm just going to assume that she doesn't. Okay? Let's take a break. We'll come back uh, when we return. Uh, we've got a what are the odds. A weekend what are the odds just right around the corner 
Uh, we've got some jazz ones. We've got some uh, quarterbacking questions, all sorts of fun stuff. Stay with us. We are at the home show. Uh, it's the Mountain America Expo Center, and we are at the Advanced Window Products booth. We are their guests today, and, boy, you got to get to know these guys. We're going to chat with uh, Nate and Jake next right here at 97.5 EKSL Sports Zone. Okay, sir, the bet is to you. All in, baby! You'll know exactly, um, more or less, what's going to happen. This is 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. All right, everybody, welcome back. It is Unrivaled 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Our show is always brought to you by G2G Bars. G2G Bars, all natural ingredients, no preservatives. It is a protein bar that tastes fantastic. You've got to give it a shot. G2GBar.com, Costco, Associated Foods, Holiday Oil, Maverick, all in the refrigerated section. See what we've been talking about with these, Love uh, them. With these G2G bars. Um, so I was going to say this, Scott. No, uh, don't, don't say it. <laughs> no, you're going to say it. Don't do it. What? I don't know. What are you going to say? Um, I was just going to say... No, I'm not going to. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, you can. Does my voice make me sound skinny? <laughs> you know, we have our certain we have certain things that we remember. Like, uh, I mean, just a simple yes or no. You don't have to, like, I don't know. Sure. Do I have a, do I yeah, have a, you got a skinny a, voice. Skinny voice? Yeah, you got a skinny voice. What's funny is or do people, I sound like a jovial fat guy? <laughs> well, when you say that, then people picture it, oh, and then they go, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> You're not. You don't sound like Santa. No, oh, okay. no. But the uh, the interesting thing is, is you will definitely picture if you like somebody on the air. If you like somebody on the radio, yeah. People will people will uh, actually picture a very favorable favorable version of you. Yeah, right? and and you don't know which is which, right? You're right. Like, it's. Like I had you see people, some. You see someone in person, and you go, "Oh, you you look so different than what right. I thought you were." So. I, you know, I worked at I worked at uh, at KSL News Radio, and people would always ask me, like the women who worked on the station, like guys would come and they go, "Hey, is so and so really good looking?" And I'll go, "Absolutely, absolutely." Hey, we got some breaking news here. You ready for this? Oh boy, the old breaking news sounder. Oh yeah, <laughs> the Bears are officially trading the number one spot in the uh, in the NFL draft. To Carolina for wow. the number nine pick, the number sixty-one pick of this year's draft. Holy cow! Next year's first-round pick. Whoa! Twenty twenty-five second-round pick and wide receiver DJ Moore. That's wow. a that's a clutch of. They uh, must really like CJ Stroud. Uh, you you mean uh, Carolina does? Yes. Yeah. I think, but they and, and the Bears be. must really love Justin Fields. Yeah. Like they're right. signed up yeah. and they're there. They're there with them. And so. the Bears still have the ninth pick in the draft. And the Bears know that quarterbacks are they're going to be. A bevy of quarterbacks picked. The in, first three. The first, right. Yeah. The first three. So, so they're going to get a really good player that they can really use at nine. Smart by the Bears. That's good. Yeah. They got a, that, that's a great move. That's an astute move. So the Bears yeah. have just traded their number one overall pick in the draft this year to Carolina uh, yeah. for a wow. bevy of other picks. And, uh, and DJ Moore, he's probably excited, too. He's like, well, whoever we get. Hey, uh, Aaron Donald. Aaron Darnold. <laughs> Sam Darnold. <laughs> we always get them all mixed up. Hey, uh, Sam Darnold, we hardly knew yeah. ye. That was an experiment that went right. bad. So there. So our what are the odds just got uh, just got taken over by uh, the news that the Bears have just traded their number one, their first their first pick in the draft uh, to the Carolina Panthers. So there you go. The Panthers really love C.J. Stroud. Apparently, I mean C.J. Stroud is the first guy to go, right? In the draft? I think so. It's yeah. not. It's 
It's not going to be. It's not going to be Bryce you'll, Young. You'll know. You'll know fairly soon. You know, because we knew a long time ago who Trevor Lawrence was going to be the guy when he was. Uh, you'll you'll know fairly yeah. quick. Yeah. All right. So there you go. Big news with the Bears trading that first pick in the draft. This is unrivaled. Yes. Yes. The teams you live for. The sports you love. With Scott Mitchell and Alex Keurig, presented by G2G Bars on 97.5 The KSL Sports Zone. So, so, so. All right, welcome back. It is Unrivaled 97.5 The KSL Sports Zone. Alex Keurig, Scott Mitchell. Thanks for being with us on the program. Wait, we got a radio show? There's a, I'm, talking I know, Scott, Scott, I'm talking to people here. I'm talking to people. Stop glad-handing. Jeez. You don't have to kiss babies everywhere we go, dude. No, you have to be nice to people. Don't be that guy that everywhere you we everywhere we go, nice you have to uh, you start kissing babies, start doing the political thing. Uh, I think kissing babies is creepy, just so you know. <laughs> and I won't kiss a baby. It's an old term. So you know. My, listen, now I like, I I've like got babies. babies. I don't like kissing them either. Yeah. It's fine. Well, I've seen your kids. I, I can They're understand cute. that. They're cute. Yeah. Uh, welcome back to the program. Thanks for being with us. We're at the home show here at Mount America Expo Center. It is, uh, we're at the Advanced Window Products uh, booth, too. So come by. If you find the zone flag here at, right next to the Advanced Window Products, you can come over and uh, say hi to everybody. Get some free candy. We're even giving out some jazz swag. Lee was uh, nice. Oh, Todd started just handing out stuff like crazy, like uh, – Hey, that's I mean, fine. Yeah. That's, oh, we got only you – know, it's, it's down to candy now. So there you go. Well, uh, it, we are giving Uncle the stuff Todd, away. Uncle and, Todd and just starts the, giving gifts well, out. But that's the idea. Is we're it's supposed fine. to give it away. I know. I love it. I love it. Uh, come by and say hi. We're, uh, we're kicking off the show as we always do with the cut. We've got DJ standing by, David James, uh, who's going to bring us a little bit of a preview of tomorrow's first home match against uh, Austin FC with Real Salt Lake. And so let's kick everything off as we always do with the cut. The unquestioned, undeniable, unrivaled, top sports story of the hour. Here's what made the cut. All right, the cut brought to you by G2G Bars, all natural ingredients, protein-packed protein bar that is amazing. It tastes awesome in the refrigerated section at your local grocer's. And uh, there's a reason why they are flying off the shelves at Costco, Associated Foods, etc. Go give it a shot. Uh, G2Gbar.com. Joining us on the program now, he, of course, calls the games on the RSL radio network. He is David James of DJ and PK fame. DJ, what's up, man? Living the dream, and I'm totally with you guys, not kissing babies. Nobody wants me to kiss <laughs> their you. baby. Yep. Don't want to do it. Nope. Got an agreement. Smile and wave. Keep your distance. I don't want to breathe on the kid. The kid doesn't want to breathe on me. Let's That's just, exactly you know, right. Neutral I love, I love we have an agreement. It's like the old Seinfeld episode when they <laughs> run over the birds. We had a deal. You don't run over the, the pigeons. Uh, DJ, this first home match, we've got a couple things we want to talk to you about. But, of course, uh, it's, the first, it's the home opener against Austin FC. And Real's already uh, two matches into the season here. Where's this team at? Because they had a nice first win of the season. They go up to Seattle. That's a, a little bit of a buzzsaw of a team in game two, and they, they take the loss there, but they got three points in that first match. How's this RSL team looking this year versus what we've seen in the past? Uh, it's hard to know off two road games because you're supposed to win on the win at home and then pick up points where you can on the road. Vancouver, historically, we'll see how it turns out, historically they're not very good. I think they've been in the playoffs like one time in five years. Seattle, historically, is awesome. And Seattle had a bad finish to last year. It started great. They won the Champions League. 
beat all the top teams in the U.S., Mexico, Canada, won the Continental Championship, qualified for the Club World Cup. That was great. They had injuries. They missed the MLS playoffs in the fall for the first time ever. RSL had won up there the last two times they played, in the regular season last year and in the playoffs two years ago. Seattle was uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? Pissed. Yes, that's the word. And so yeah. uh, they, they really – they brought it. They played great. They've looked great in their first two games. I don't think there's any chance RSL could win that. So I think they played a team that they're clearly, at least now, clearly not as good as, and no one really expected them to be. They've also played a team like if you're going to get some points on the road, Vancouver is one of the places you ought to be looking at getting them. So I think right now they need to play some teams that are a little more in the middle, and that will give us an idea. If they're better than the teams that are in the middle – they're in a great spot. If they're not as good as the teams in the middle, then they're in trouble. But two games in, they haven't played anybody in the middle, and they got three points out of two road games, which right now, if you average a point and a half in a road game, they play 17 road games. So if they took away you know, like 25 points on the road, they'd be pumped. That would be excellent. But it's a small sample size, so it's hard to make any declarative statements right now. So, um, you know, the, the RSL's gone through a, a kind of a rough patch the last few years. Uh, the ownership situation and it's resolved itself and kind of moving in a d- different direction with everything. What, what, what is different about this team, this organization as they, as they move forward in a, with a new kind of vision and, and ownership group? Uh, Pablo, Pablo is different. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Pablo uh, marches the beat of his own drummer. He's a very intense player. He has talked openly about having to change from the player mentality, the coach mentality, it can't be about him. It's got to be about the group. Um, he has a very strong personality, and the group is moving with him. So I would say that is the difference. He can break a complicated, free-flowing game down. You know, the NFL is easier, Scott, because it's not that it's easy. It's still very yeah, complicated. Yeah, because you pass with your hands. That's why it's easier. <laughs> hey, uh, passing with your feet. There's a, Come on. There's, there's, a, there's a stop and a start to every play. Right. Right. Yeah. So there's a beginning yep. point and an end point where soccer is more of a free flowing game and everything impacts everything. So it's hard to, and he does a good job of breaking it down into bite sized pieces. And so I think that's a couple of things they've got going. Now, as far as the literal, who are they? I, I think it's going to change mid season. This is, this is really the way all of our professional sports have gone. There's longer seasons because there's more money to be made and everybody has lengthened their season or their postseason or both. And we just saw in the NBA, for instance, with the Durant and Kyrie. I mean, those are huge trades, the reshape rosters, right? Impacts the Nets, impacts the Mavericks, impacts the Suns, and impacts the teams around them. And the Lakers with the Jazz making a deal, you know, impacts both of those teams. And you're going to see that in soccer. They call it the transfer window. In the summer, most of the world plays a schedule that runs basically August or September through April or May. They basically play an NBA-type calendar. Right. So players are free agents all around most of the world in the middle of the summer, in the middle of the season. So teams really have a chance to make a big splash. And teams have done it. And I think that this ownership group is going to be more willing to spend money than previous ownership groups. You know, until they do it, they haven't done it. But it does look like this will be – these are the deepest pockets. And it's really what it takes to compete in the league because other owners have come in with deep pockets. Right. And the commissioner is fond of saying the price of poker has gone up. From expansion <laughs> franchise to player acquisition, the price of poker has gone up. So, DJ, we've almost got Scott to be a soccer fan. 
and it's all thanks Almost. to Ted Lasso. It's all thanks to Ted yeah. Lasso. And I was like, look, then you're already halfway there, Scott. You got Apple TV. You got you got the you could turn up the radio, listen to DJ making that call in the game. Uh, but how big of a deal is it for the MLS to be able to have this place that they live now uh, on Apple TV? And like, what has the league thought about it so far? How's it worked out? So, so the honest answer is to be determined, and I don't think the answer is in the United States. I think the short answer in the United States is if you have a bunch of games that are either on free TV or on basic cable, you're going to have a bigger audience than if people have to pay to stream. Sure. So you might, you might make more money off of a smaller audience. That's not unusual. Uh, we see that in luxury suites at all sorts of sports, right? You can make more money off a few people. I think where it really helps the league broadly is will the rest of the world watch the league now that it's available on Apple and it's on their phone wherever they are? Will someone in England in a pub at 11 midnight or 1 o'clock or whatever, I don't even know how late they're open or how much they hang out or what the time difference is. I may have messed up the math. But the point is, will somebody in England or Germany stay up at late at night and watch soccer because they know some of the players here, they know some, they know some of the players, and they also um, just love the sport and cannot get enough of it. I just can't. So, and then how will it translate? Will people watch in Brazil? Will people watch in Argentina? There's tons of South Americans in the league. So it could be that they'll grow the league, but they'll grow it internationally, which, you know, the NBA started doing decades ago, and baseball and football are working at it. I mean, Tom Brady's last year, he played a game in Germany. Why? Because they're trying to grow the game. So I think that's the answer, and not having lived abroad, I'm not clear on how that's going to play out. I would would think – like if you're a fan of of soccer wh- wherever it is in the world I think I think you you'd have an interest you know watching I'm trying you know I'm trying to think of yeah. um you know sport I guess Well I, I figured out a way have... to watch F1 like it's an early morning thing yeah. I pay money to I see think... it just because I got if, involved if it's, in if this it's good, ridiculous you know, sport if it's yeah. good then you know so if they can get the quality of of play I I think people will be, well, be interested the, in it the, the... The quality of the league is going up, and you can see that. I think for a long time, people thought this is between the you know, 10th and 20th best league in the world. And it's hard to compare because from the top and bottom of the league, there's a wide range. And are you looking, it's like college football. Are you looking at the top of the league and comparing? Or are you looking at the depth of the league? Um, but now I think more people think that this is somewhere between like the 8th and 15th league. It's definitely moved up. They play teams from Mexico fairly regularly. they got the new League's Cup competition coming this summer. But the champions have met and, and the all-star teams have met. And then they play in the Champions League. And just in the last two years, the, the MLS teams have started winning more of those. Right. And it's funny because like three years ago, uh, a guy who's high up in, in the Mexican Federation basically said MLS is coming. You can see it in the money they're spending and the quality of the competition. Now, it took another year or two before we started to see the results, but, you know, and, and two years is not a big sample size. You know, if, if one league's been better for 20 years and the other league gets the, the leg up for two years, well, that's great. But in pro sports, it's always, you did it, that's great. Now can you do it again? And can so you do are, it again? DJ, are you the, are you the Ted Krim of uh, – of, <laughs> <laughs> the, Scott's the, always trying to bring it around to, to know, Ted Lasso. It's so he can understand. He, have you even watched Ted Lasso, uh, David? I have not. I just got oh, Apple. Oh, you, oh, oh my heavens. You need you, to watch you it. You have it's, to, it's, especially it's best, as a soccer guy. Best show well, but listen, this is I, the I, worst do, person do they to have, ask. Do they have relegation on MLS? Do they have relegation? They do not, and that no. is a source of contention for a lot of people. But the, the owners who 
paid in and built it from the ground up do not want to get relegated. Right. So I don't think that's uh, going to happen. And if anything, in Mexico, uh, there was a whole thing with a Super League in Europe. There are other leagues around the world, other owners with money, and who are like, yeah, why would we get relegated? Let's do what the NFL does. So if anything, soccer is going to trend away from it. Now, when they tried that in Europe, the fans went nuts, and almost everybody dropped it. A couple clubs still are like, you know, it wouldn't be a bad idea. But they haven't pulled it off yet. Yeah, and part of it is is because it's it's the legacy of what they do there, and and it does provide that yep. second and third tier team to go. Oh, we yeah. could win the Premier yeah. League one day, you know. And those poor teams if that we, are, you yeah. know, in the fifth tier, and they go, we we were there at one point, and I don't know if we're ever getting back again. That's also kind of interesting. We well, and that's the Welcome to Wrexham series, which I have watched. And the Welcome to Wrexham, you know, two Hollywood stars right. decide to buy a team in the fifth division in England. And, you know, in their second full season now, they've got them in first place, ready to, to move up one tier, you know. Right. And, and they, get to the, they got to the fourth round of the – or f- maybe even the fifth round of the FA Cup. I mean, they, they kind of put they it were on deep a in, they were, Yeah, they were deep in the FA Cup. Um, and just – it'll never happen here, but it would be awesome if college football and basketball had that. I mean, can you imagine yeah. all this realignment mess if every year two teams moved up and two moved down and – Cal just went three and twenty nine basketball. Yeah, get out. Yeah, get but out. You're it's three a, it's and too. We're too entrenched. We don't. We have no way to rip that bandaid off anymore. And so it's a it's a wild idea to to have to do it. And so there's there's a, there's something fun to it. But here in America, we just we don't know how to deal with it. All right, I want to ask you something that's non soccer related, real quick before we uh, get you out okay. too. Uh, where are we supposed to? What are we supposed to think is the reality here on the Pac twelve Big Twelve drama? Um, oh. I mean, when you see Mark Harlan's tweet last night, like, give me a break. Like, at least somebody said something. And yeah, at the and same time, it's the weird. Arizona State, yeah, it is, it's really a weird story. The Arizona State AD had something on the radio in Arizona a couple weeks ago. It's going to be enough money. I think it's going to be enough money to keep us together. It's not what we hope for, but it'll be okay. And so I think that they should be taken at face value. Um, why is the Big 12 pushing so hard? Part of it. Maybe they're trying to speak it into existence. If, you know, if it's a little destabilized, maybe you can talk and unravel. It's like we're in some kind of like survivor reality show, you know, and alliances are being made and broken. And will somebody double cross? Because I do think the Pac-12, now they're down to 10 teams. If one team wavers, no matter what they've said, it, it could start the dominoes falling. And honestly, personally, and I don't have anything to go on, but just from the outside looking in, I'm looking at Arizona. Are you going to hold strong or are you going to go? Because if you really think you should stay, they're the ones who have the most to gain with basketball. In addition, everybody has something to gain with football, theoretically. Um, And will that first domino fall? Why is the Big 12 pushing so hard? I think it's a couple things. One, they have had meetings because if you don't have meetings and do your research, you're not doing your job. And maybe somebody trying to be polite left the door open and the Big 12 read it one way. And they think, hey, let's put a crowbar in there. Maybe we can pop one school out. If we pop one out, then we can. But I think this is what's throwing everybody off is this is not collegial. And that's how college sports was for a long time. And then that's how it was on the surface, but that's not how it was in the back room. Right? When the Southwest Conference got destroyed, when the Big East got destroyed. But now Brett Yormark comes in. He's not a college guy. He's like, hey, this is bare knuckles business. Let's go. Let's brawl. And I think that's caught everybody off guard. And the fact is, for all the people who work at universities who are complaining about all the drama, there are examples where big institutions have said one thing, and we've all doubted it, and then they've flipped and gone and done their own thing. 
Yeah. From firing right. coaches to changing conferences, it's hard to take what they say at face value. I think the Pac-12 is going to stick together for one more deal, and let's see what happens with other realignment in 2030. Let's see what happens with technology. How are people consuming games? Do you need to be over the air? Will cable TV still exist? Uh, will it, it'll exist, but will it provide as much money as it can now? Where will streaming be? And a lot of presidents and ADs will change jobs between now and then anyway. So some are like, let's fix it. I'm not going to be here to deal with this mess in five years or six years anyway. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it's, uh, it's like that police interrogation tactic where they, they separate all the individuals. <laughs> so Brett Yormark's just trying to separate Arizona. Yeah. Can I from, talk like, to you over here? Let me talk to you here. Let's do this. <laughs> yep. uh, I'm curious, yeah. though, DJ, do, do you think that – do you think that um, – there is, why hasn't there been a deal done yet, and what do you think the deal will be when it does get done with the media rights with the Pac-12? I, I think it's going to be in the same neighborhood as the Big 12. Will it be a you know 5 or 10% higher or 5 or 10% lower? I don't have any inside info on that. I think it's going to be in the same ballpark. Um, I've followed uh, former Fox uh, sports executive Bob Thompson, and his take on why it takes so long, and he does acknowledge that it's creating problems because it's taking so long, but he said having done a lot of deals, the first time you do a deal with the company is the hardest and the most intricate, and there's a lot of uh, stuff to iron out. When you redo a deal, it can go pretty quick because you've already ironed out a thousand details. Yep. But have you ever have you ever That's bought a, a car or a house and you think, I mean, how long do you have to sit at a car dealership and how many papers do you have to sign? My gosh, it goes right. on forever. <laughs> it, and so I think it's just that on steroids. And those are two or three party deals. This is, you know, ten schools. And then two or three or one, how many broadcasters? So I think that's part of it. Yeah. So they go, let me, uh, let me, let me take this back to my manager, see what he can do. Yeah, I didn't right, want the right? rust undercoating. <laughs> I didn't want the rust undercoating. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah. DJ, give us right. some details here. We got a pregame, we got a pregame 630 uh, tomorrow for RSL versus Austin FC. Uh, the yep. home opener, it's a big deal. We want people to dip in and, uh, and listen to the product, of course, on, uh, on the home of RSL now and on the RSL radio network uh, starting up at 6 and then uh, first kick at 730. How's this thing going to go? Uh, it's a good question because Austin was great last year, finished second in the West, knocked RSL out of the playoffs. RSL led, had scored twice in the first half hour, and was still up yeah, 2-1 a in stoppage time, and it was a total heartbreaker with a late goal. Last year they split the regular season games home and home. RSL won here because Austin, it was 1-1, and Austin got a red card, and RSL scored in like the 88th minute. So I would expect it'll be close and tense, and one, one great play or one mistake, one blunder, Either way, um, you know, is the difference. And in the opener at home against an expansion team, St. Louis, Austin had a horrible back pass and completely gifted a goal in a 3-2 loss. And that was a shocker that St. Louis went in there and won in their first game ever. So, uh, you know, Austin's not – and Austin came back, I, I think. Um, so I, but they're at elevation on the road in the cold. Um, that can play with your yeah, mind. So, yeah. We'll what's see. awesome is what's awesome is I heard John Kimball, the president of RSL, talking to you guys this morning, and he's like, "This thing's going to be sold out," which is wild to think. Like that is not a, a fun uh, weather situation for anybody, anybody to sit through. But it's almost like you were saying it's the advantage that I think RSL has this time of year, yep. and it's also uh, kind of shows what the fandom of RSL does. They they just freaking show up. So it's going to be a big day tomorrow for you guys. Yep, yep, absolutely. Home openers are always fun. There's always more energy in the building for that one. 
tune in tomorrow. DJ's got the call. You're going to be able to hear it on the RSL Radio Network uh, on the KSL Sports Zone. We'll chat with you again, DJ. Hang out with us uh, All right, next thank time. You. When on the ne- invite us up to the ga- invite us up to the booth, and we'd love to get Scott educated on some on some soccer. Standing invite anytime. Okay, there you go. Uh, there's DJ. Appreciate it. All right, see you guys. See you later. This is Unrivaled with Scott Mitchell and Alex Kiray. With the access and insight on the teams you're passionate about. I love it, baby. Presented baby, baby, by G2G Bars. This is 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Hey, welcome back, everybody. It is Unrivaled 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. We are here at the home show at Mountain America Expo Center. We want you to come join us. Uh, we are at the Advanced Window Products booth, and we're just letting everybody know this weekend is an insane time to save money on getting your windows replaced. And, you know, like we learned yesterday, Scott, you can just, you're going to end up saving a ton of money over time. There's so many rebates that are available on top of it, on top of the things that you do when you install those, uh, when you install those uh, windows and get that better look. So come by the, the, come by the booth, the advanced window uh, booth here at the home show at the Mountain America Expo Center this weekend. Man, everybody. Well, advanced here. windows is so nice because they do everything. It's all <laughs> in house, and you save money right? by doing that. You skip, you know, you skip over to the. Hey, you know what? And- we had to open the second bag of candy too. Yeah. Had to open the second bag of candy. Yeah. So we're handing out candy. That might be the biggest draw. Not you. Not you. Candy, biggest draws candy, the candy. Candy trumps everything. Uh, Come on. <laughs> joining us right now on the program, as he does most Fridays, Matt Biamonte, host of Cougar Sports Saturday on KSL News Radio, and also uh, he is our one of our BYU insiders. He and Mitch Harper, some of the best in the business uh, for KSL Sports. Matt, what's going on, man? How you guys doing? You doing well? Yeah, oh, yeah, man, it's a Friday. Yeah, we're having a great time here. We're, it's a Friday. We're out of the studio, which, uh, as you know, is always better. You know, you can get out of the studio and, and actually chat with people. And We're selling the, windows today. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's our side hustle. Uh, <laughs> that's how we have to make a little extra money. So Matt knows about it. He's got two careers, so, uh, yeah, so he's one of those guys. So, Matt, first week of uh, spring practice, what, what, what's your sense? What do you hear? What do you feel from what's going on uh, with, with spring ball at BYU? I'm sitting. Uh, like I'm sitting right outside the APS right now, waiting for the second period of the week. And the first one, I talked about this last week. Right from the get-go, I wanted to see what type of ball was Keaton Slovak throwing. Was it accurate? Good velocity? Because I thought there were times in games at Pitt where it just didn't look like a well-thrown football. Like it didn't quite have the stick that you would want. And quite frankly, the same we saw from Jaron Hall for most of his career. So on Monday, that was the thing I was looking for the most. And Sklovis did not disappoint. He looked great. He had one particular throw in front of the media. It was about a 40-yard left sideline to Dom Henry, a freshman. Great placement, perfect spiral, great velocity. He was really sharp. On that was Hold on, Matt. Time. Matt, I'm going to make an executive decision here. Uh, we're going to call you on the phone. Because you sound like you were eaten by uh, somebody on the movie Tron, um, zombie a couple <laughs> the, uh, apocalypse. We're gonna call. We're gonna make. We're gonna make Matt. I had to do it. I know. I don't know. I'm not like. I'm not trying to be rude here, but your uh, 
and he's in tech, about every fourth word. He's kind of a tech guy, you know. Yeah, he'll understand. So I, uh, you know, I think that uh, making sure we get to the. I think our listeners will appreciate that. I as will. Well. I listen. I know I will. I know I, Scott's over here going. Am I supposed to put some uh, hearing aids in? I go, no, no, this is just uh, this is the way it is. Matt, welcome back to the program. Hopefully now we can understand you a little bit better instead of getting every uh, third word here. Is it, is it, how, how does it sound? Better? Oh, way better. Oh, way there better. you are, Matthew. Way better. So uh, you were talking about Keaton Slovis and what he's looked like so far and that he's making some of these throws that are pretty impressive so far. Yeah, what I was saying was um, – Last week, I talked about how Jaron Hall, when he was fighting for the starting job, that first spring ball practice we saw, it, the ball just came out so fast. It was accurate. And I wanted to see that from Slovis because there were times at Pitt where I didn't feel like there was good good spirals, uh, some wobbly passes. What were we going to see day one from Keaton Slovis? And there was, at one point, a moment where he threw a 40-yard strike to Don Henry, and it, it was just great spiral. Great velocity, and he carried that throughout the entire media observation. So I think Slovis is really impressed so far. His knowledge of the playbook was noted by coaches, and the way that he threw the football was really encouraging for day one. Matt, one of the things we've been looking at, too, with uh, spring practices is, I mean, BYU jumped into it um, a little bit earlier than most. We're going to see that an actual spring game on the 31st. What do you think, like, is the actual thing that, that you're going to get out of a spring football game this year. Uh, they're opening it up to the public, and I think people are really wanting to see what this product is. What's the thing that interests you the most when you see that they're going to actually be having that spring game at Lavelle Edwards Stadium? i got to be honest. I'm not, I'm not that interested in the spring game because they're not going to show anything. I, and there's a reason that they haven't had a spring game for years is because they don't want to put anything on tape. But now – one can argue whether or not that, that matters. I don't think that it does. I think you can run most of your playbook in a spring game, and that could very well change before next season. And quite frankly, with the, you know, they have Sam Houston and Southern Utah. There's going to be stuff on film anyways when you get to Arkansas in the Big 12. But they're not going to show a whole lot. I, I guess what I would be most interested in the spring game, and, and it's what I'm most interested in throughout all of spring football, is not only how Slovis continues to look, but Cade Finnegan and Jake Retzlaff, who's the next wave? Because Keon Slovis, he's only going to be here for one year. He's going to be a new quarterback next year. Is he here, or do they need to go into the portal like they did this offseason and get another guy? So I'm really interested to see Finnegan, who looked outstanding on day one. He threw the ball better on Monday than I've ever seen in any practice I've seen from him. He looked great. Retzlaff has been battling an injury, and – Injury is not the right term, but he had his tonsils taken out, so he's been slowly getting worked back into the rotation. We haven't seen much from him. I want to see those two guys. So I, I just think quarterback play is the headline. It's the second story, third, fourth. Like, that's what I'm going to be paying attention to all spring football, and especially in that spring game. Is it too early to tell where the holes still are? Because there's going to be another window of the transfer portal after spring spring ball ball is there is there still a way to potentially find out some of those holes now yeah i think so and, and i think we we've already identified one i think and, and aaron roderick has talked about this already the wide receiver group is thin it, it, it's it's crazy to say this because last year it was so deep the past right. two years it's been deep they've had great rotation there 
right? And if isn't playing because he's coming back up an injury, so sure. maybe it looks a little more thin than it is. But you got Chase Roberts, Keanu Hill, Cody Epps. Like I'm already struggling to think of guys after that that you would that you would trust in Big 12 play. And Aaron Roderick's noted that they're totally open to going in the portal and adding another receiver. I think they need to do so because if one injury to those three guys happens this year, and history tells you someone's going to get banged up in the wide receiver room, I don't know who's going to step up. That doesn't mean there's not talented guys, but Don Henry's a freshman from Florida. Like you don't want to plug him in, and then you got. Uh, Hobbs Nyberg and Talmadge Gunther, they're reliable guys, but I don't think you want them to have a huge workload. So wide receiver on the offense is definitely the position where it's thin, and I think they could use some depth. Uh, Isaac Rex is coming on our program here in just uh, less than an hour uh, right off the, the practice field, hopefully. And, uh, you know, it's interesting because that tight end group has been uh, very, very productive for BYU over the years, but it's also been one that I think we looked at and went, I thought we were supposed to see more out of these tight ends. Is that something that, that Aaron Roderick and, and Fessy Satake want to incorporate more? Because they certainly have had the talent there. It just seems like they haven't seen the production out of that out of that position group that's so talented. Oh, definitely. And uh, I, I think I'm ready to make a bold prediction, so maybe, maybe Jeremy Bruce or Jeremy can mark this down. Okay. Isaac Rex will have over 45 receptions this year, which would be a, a career high for him in a single season. He has spent so much time – with Keaton Slovis hanging out in the offseason. And on day one of spring ball, anytime Keaton was not running the offense and he was off to the side, he was hanging with either Isaac Rex or he was hanging with Chase Roberts. I just think there is tremendous chemistry building between Chase Roberts and Isaac Rex and Keaton Slovis. I think Slovis is going to target Rex often this season. So if he stays healthy, 45 or more receptions for Rex. I think the tight end position will be back this year. It's going to be an emphasis in – Last year, Isaac Rex was just never healthy, and I don't think we really understood to the extent that he was still coming back from what could have been a right. career-ending we injury. We couldn't believe we saw him week one. I think he was probably shocked totally. he was in week one. Yeah, absolutely. And I think Aaron Roderick even said, um, I, can't, I don't know if it was on your program or someone else's on, on 1280, but said that it was like borderline Alex Smith-level injury. Like it was, oh. it was severe. And so for, for him to have played all those games, you know, credit to him, but he wasn't healthy. He's healthy now, and I think the chemistry is already building with Slovis. He's going to have a big year. So Keaton Slovis is looking pretty good here early on. Uh, what about the offensive line? I don't know that we've even talked much about it yet. Ooh, there, lots there of movement there. been a lot of movement and, uh, you know, a lot of guys leaving. So uh, are there guys there to put, replace, and, and, and what does that look like? There's definitely a talent in the room. I think it's the, the trickiest part for Daryl Funk and for Aaron Roderick is going to be finding the right five that, that can play well together. There's certainly options. I mean, even guys like Braden Kime, you know, that's a two-deep guy who hasn't seen the, seen the field much. He looks like Blake Freeland. And Blake Freeland has set the world ablaze with his combine numbers. Like, he looks like Blake Freeland. I, I'm not saying he's going to be that, but – they certainly have guys in the building who have the size and the strength to get right. the job done. It's just finding the right five. Um, Matt, as we uh, wrap up here with you, um, what on earth is going on with the Big 12 and the Pac-12? And is a lot of this just jockeying, um, you know, somebody trying to boost their stock and it, and it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with whether or not the Pac-12 is going to, quote-unquote, die like we saw from uh, – 
Dennis Dodd's piece this week, and and then and then uh, Mark Harlan, the athletic director for Utah, last night saying, "Give me a break, dude! Like, come on, what are you talking about? What what's the reality here for these two conferences?" I think I think it's pretty simple when you break down all these stories that are are, are breaking. The Big Twelve wants to expand. It makes all the sense in the world for the Big Twelve to go grab the Arizona schools, Utah, and Colorado. That would bolster the Big Twelve. That would clearly make them the third-best conference in college sports going forward. They would be stable, and they would have games to be played in every time zone. They want that narrative out there. I think the Big 12, Brett Yormark's talked about this, that he wants to expand. It's no secret. They're leaking the stories to the Dennis Dodds and those people that, hey, we want them, we want them, we want them. I think from the Pac-12's perspective, especially, I I love that tweet from from Mark Harlan because I think a lot of the Pac-12 schools feel the same way, which is if we can figure this out and get close to the same deal as the Big 12, let's say where we're at. Like, what has not been discussed enough, guys, is that it's, it's going to be better for these schools to stay in the Pac-12 from a competitive perspective. They're going to have an automatic bid to the college football playoff. It's going to be much harder to get there if they go to the Big 12 and there's 16 teams battling for one, maybe two spots if you're lucky. You stay in the Pac-12 and you win that thing. You're going to the playoff. Like, Utah could very well, if they stay put and the Pac-12 survives, they could be the best team out west for a while. Like, they could have that claim. I don't know if USC or UCLA is going to go in and take over the Big Ten. I don't think so. So, I think the Pac-12 schools, they want to stay together, but the money has to be right. Right. And and the Big 12 wants those four-corner schools because it, it bolsters them and it makes them. So, look, a lot of pressure on Klyovkov to deliver, but – I've said it here before. I want the Pac-12 to stay around, and uh, I hope they get a good TV deal, and let's go. Yeah. Matt Biamonte, Cougar Sports Saturday. You can hear he and Mitch Harper tomorrow on KSL News Radio, noon to 3, uh, and get your uh, BYU fix with that. Matt, thanks for hanging out on a Friday, as always. We appreciate it, man. Of course. Have a good weekend, you guys. You know what? I'm disappointed in Matt. Why? <laughs> I, I would hope you were. you'd want, like, Total dissolution no. of the of the Pac-12 no, he's conference. Being, he's being very diplomatic. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't, <laughs> don't be diplomatic. Tell uh, us that you hate Utah. Yeah, Come on, that's what we that's want. That's fine. Okay, there's Matt. We're going to uh, take the break here. We'll come back after the break. We have uh, a couple things going on here. We might actually have some local teams from Utah playing in the NCAA tournament. And uh, Utah State, yeah, that's that's one that I think we started to look at. They're playing in the semis tonight in the uh, – in the Mountain West tournament, and they've looked fantastic. They're twenty-five and seven on the year. Uh, beat the heck out of New Mexico last night, and you know what? UVU and Southern Utah also in the battle, and uh, they're in the semifinals tonight as well for the WAC. So we'll see. I would love to see a Mark Madsen so, UVU. So, Could you imagine UVU, so, Utah Technical College, is that, having a team in, like I mean, what it used to be, right? Is that a child shall lead them? The smaller programs, you <laughs> show these bigger is. ones how to do Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. Man, when I was at, when I was at BYU, it was UVSC, man, and you were like, not ah, good for them. Now they're like, hey, hey. it was a technical college. Yeah, and they're when putting it on. Now up. they're putting it on BYU every year. It seems like, and uh, and then they might get to the NCAA tournament. I'd love for Mark Madsen's team to get into the NCAA tournament. All right, this is Unrivaled with Scott Mitchell and Alex Keering. It's not show, all right? Presented by G Two G Bars on ninety seven five the KSL Sports Zone.
All right, everybody, welcome back. It is Unrivaled 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Alex Geary, Scott Mitchell. Uh, guess what, you guys? I've got something awesome for you. Our KSL Sports Bracket Mayhem is starting up. That's like you can't say the real March. Right. And yeah. you get you, it's yeah. like saying the Super Bowl is like the big like game. The Loch Ness. Right. You can't say we're uh, marching to the Loch Ness. Right. Yeah. Instead, yeah. it's... Uh, yeah. Instead, it's just uh, it's our bracket mayhem. You can participate against us, bracket. and we are going to be uh, doing uh, who's some good really this, fun is stuff. Is Duke good this year? Uh, you I know think, what's I funny? Think Duke is kind of good this year. You know what's funny is, is I actually watched one of these shows that was you know one of these picking shows, one of the one of the uh, bracketology kind of like here's what our experts are saying. I don't even think it was Joe Lunardi or anything, but I'm so like college basketball has lost its savor for me in a way, but March always brings it back. So, like, you, you kind of go, man, I'm kind of bummed. Utah and BYU, like, you know, th- those are the bigger schools, you know, in, ter- in the state. But guess what? Utah State is is going to be the class of the, of the well, state you in look terms at, of guys going. Yeah, and you look at how they have to close off half of the Huntsman Center. Right. They put the curtains in the upper half of it because they don't get people watching. I mean, I don't know what it is. I think Craig Smith's uh, turning it around. You know, they, they kind of ran into a wall so. late in the season, but uh, – and and you look at you know Mark Pope. I mean, I thought that was a good direction there, but they're yeah they're struggling at BYU too. Um, all right, we are here at the home show. We are uh, at Mountain America Expo Center. We've been here I don't know five times out of the last eight weeks, and so it's kind of our second home. We're but at home. At we're the at home, home at the home show. Yeah. This is perfect because we're here at the Advanced Window Products booth. Now this is the first time we've actually uh, like we've just been off on the periphery. We're not like hanging out with anybody in particular at these other shows. We're here with Advanced Windows and Nate Orchard, of course, the mayor of Sac Lake City, who oversees the operation now, joining us. Uh, did you watch a lot of basketball when you were up at the University of Utah? Like, was it a massive deal, or is it like he was Mr. Kinda... Basketball in high school? <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, football was my love, right? But. <laughs> From time to time, we would mingle with the basketball players and catch a few games. I actually caught their game against UCLA the other day. Right. And uh, to be in that arena, um, the electricity, and to see the turnaround. I think Craig Smith's bringing it back. Doing, I yeah. mean, it's, it's, it's amazing. He's yeah. doing a phenomenal job. I'm glad. I think, it'll, I think it'll come back around, but you just, you know, and it takes a minute. But I do, I want to see that place filled up again. And I want the, I, everybody goes, yeah, it's because we don't care about basketball out west. I'm like, I don't want to hear that anymore. So uh, Nate has invited us to his booth. Janitha, who is the, uh, the general manager of the shop. Yesterday we were doing the tour. She pops in and was like, <laughs> welcome to my home, right? And so, we are. so not just the shop. Janita's been, again, with the company for 18, 18 years. years. And she That's is the awesome. backbone to this, to this company um, and is have, has had a pivotal role in just the past 37 years, right? And we're fortunate to have her a part of the team along with, Everybody else in the office who makes this machine just run the way it does. And Janitha, again, is a very key piece to everything we do. Why, why is it Advanced Windows such a great place? Yeah, well, I can't, I can't talk to you guys about basketball, but I can talk to you about windows. <laughs> yes. um, I'd rather hear about windows. That's actually what we're supposed to do talk anyway. To me. I know Let's you go. wanted to have me on to just talk about sports, <laughs> sure. but, you know. Um, yeah, so I actually kind of stumbled into this 18 years ago and never thought I would be a window person, but here we are. And the nice thing is that I worked for, I think I worked for a blind company before that. And, you know, it wasn't a company I could stand behind with integrity. Um, But being here at Advanced Windows, like I can say, hey, buy our windows. They're the best windows. You're going to get the best service. I can I can back our company and feel good about it. Um, And it's such a nice process because, you know, we sell the windows, we make the windows, we install the windows, we service the windows. 
I talk to so many customers all the time and, you know, hear the feedback. And it's just, it's kind of your one-stop shop for everything. And I have become so passionate about these windows because we really are like a stand-up company with integrity and a good product and you can't go wrong and it feels good to represent that see this you is know, we went she, we went on a, yeah. a tour yesterday and we really felt that you know it was yeah. awesome. the quality of the products the people you could get a sense that this was a place people really like to be and work and 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 take pride in what they're doing and and it speaks for uh, you know, you hear people, I've been with the company 20 years. I've been with the yes. company 18 years. And, uh, you know, in understanding how these windows are made and, and the whole process, you really go. This is a local company providing a tremendous product at a really good value. And you really need to to check it out. You need to, to go uh, listen to these people and get a, get a you know, a quote and get an idea because – because windows can be such a great value to your home and and where the economy. Well, they is can today. be really crappy too. Like that's right, the thing you is don't when you're the right one. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> what I never knew is like you know a window's a window until you yeah. start learning about it. They all look the same. You know you don't see the inside. What's the frame is what the glass is, and you know we have the best glass you can get. And you wouldn't know that glass looks like glass to you know right. mm-hmm. uh, looking off the streets. You would never know. So it is nice to have those uh, better components of our windows. Let me uh, let me do something here. I love watching too, Nate. Like this is this is your baby now in a way, where he's just like you. You get to see that this that you get to see this company grow, and then you go. You know what? I'm moving into this area where I'm going. Hey, I want to see how this business works. It's funny because Jake and Nate are watching around. Not to trash uh, Jake a little bit, but every time there was like a. Nate's throwing out like terminology. That I'm like, I'm like, okay, this is you are a master certified like window man, master like, this is, certified I mean, installer. Ninety two percent of the test. Listen, yeah. hey, that's better than my driver's exam, dude. Like, uh, I, I, the thing that makes a difference is is that so not only is this a company that's been around since 1986. You guys are also growing, which is a massive deal. It shows that you guys have this ability to be able to say, hey, we're local. We do it from top to bottom. And right now at the home show, it's no better time than to get your windows done than by the folks at at Advanced Window Products. $3,000 off. If you book today or this weekend, or if you come to the show and talk to them, you'll get that deal. But if you're hearing us on the radio, you're going to get that deal as well. Just call the team that's standing by right now. Let me give the phone number out, 801-850-9100. That's 801-850-9100. Jeremy will take your call, and you will be able to get an amazing deal. Ask him about the 60 months uh, 0% interest financing for a limited time only as well. So $3,000 off financing for up to six, 60 months with uh, with 0% uh, you know, interest. That's a wide those things combined, plus if you beat Nate at a, at a push-up at contest. A push-up contest yeah. Or any one of your choice. I mean, we've got a, got a few people here. You pick your poison. Yeah. That's another $500 <laughs> off. Don't would, ask me I to would do go it. With me. Janita would do it, too. So. She'd probably beat us, too. I don't know if you guys. I could probably beat Nate. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'd like to see that. During I the break, it. I think you'd like yeah. The other thing I think that's important, too, really quick, is that uh, you you know if you order you order the windows now it you, you're going to beat the summer rush. Right, it's going to be yeah. about eight weeks, right? Absolutely, to, to yes. Get the you know, I think the construction industry saw a big slowdown after COVID. Um, you know, companies were twenty to twenty four weeks out. We were included in that, and what's been nice is we've been able to make up that time again. And now we're getting windows out in eight weeks. You know, awesome. It's just get your house efficient before summer, the heat of summer, and you're going to keep your house cool. Your bills are going to go down. Um, I have our windows, obviously. Like right. it, we see, you see a big difference. You just so if you somebody just calls it. in two weeks, they're going to get two thousand dollars off. If you call this weekend, you're getting three thousand dollars off. Mm-hmm. 
Let me give you that phone number again, 801-850-9100, 801-850-9100. Janitha, thanks for hanging out with thanks us. Thanks for having me. Nate, let, thanks for letting us meet Janitha. Always, like always. Always awesome part of the team. You got a great team. Let's uh, take the break here. We'll come back. More to go. Stay with us. We've got more here at the home show, and uh, we're going to jump in. So many more so many more topics to get into, and we've got to jam it all in here. So stay with us, 97.5 DKSL Sports Zone. Let's lock in. This is Unrivaled. Yes! Yes! The teams you live for. The sports you love. With Scott Mitchell and Alex Keurig. Presented by G2G Bars. On 97.5 B KSL Sports All right, everybody. Welcome back. It's Unrivaled 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Alex Curie, Scott Mitchell, and you. Thanks for being uh, part of the and you a part of the show today. Scott, have you had fun? Yeah, this is awesome. The home show is amazing. The home show is amazing. It's fun to be here at the Expo Center, but not be here promoting Just the Expo ourselves. Center. It's or, like we're in the trenches. You know, we're with we're with the company. It here. is cool to be we're able to with talk advanced about window products. Yeah, it's just really fun to be here. Cool so uh, we're at the booth here at Advanced Window Products. You can come by, and if you see them anytime this weekend, you can get $3,000 off of your install for your windows. That's a fantastic deal. So, a local company, they do it all. They ma- manufacture, they distribute. Yeah. You heard me giving install. the phone number out. You heard me giving the phone number out. I'll give the website, too. You ready? Yeah, tell them. AdvanceWindowsUSA.com. Nice. AdvanceWindowsUSA.com. So uh, go check it out, and if you book this weekend, $3,000 off. Joining us right now on the program as we get kicked off here, he is Sam Farnsworth from Castle 5 Television. He's in the studio where we normally are, but we're hanging out here. And that's where we're going to start things off at the cut. Let's do it. The other question. Undeniable. Unrivaled. Top sports story of the hour. Here's what made the cut. All right, the cut presented by G2G Bars, all natural ingredients, no preservatives. G2G Bars are perfect for anybody who needs that quick-tasty, nutritious boost. G2GBar.com, Costco, in the refrigerated section. You can check it out. Also, Trajan Wealth, local trusted financial fiduciaries, 801-899-7600, or their website. I'll encourage you to go there. TrajanWealth.com is their website. Sam Farnsworth, KSL 5 TV. What's going on, Sam? I'm just, um, you know, doing some redecorating back here in the studio, changing the locks, you know, things oh, yeah, like that. Perfect. Things like that. This <laughs> Come is, uh, down. Don't you dare touch uh, those, uh, those, those plugs that go into the uh, headphone jack. I already, you... already unplugged them all. And I found <laughs> okay. someone's, I found someone's uh, what is this, a football playbook or something? Yeah, yeah don't I'm be already taking t- notes I'm already on it. that is, out. That is funny because Scott does draw plays for me during the breaks, and then he keeps <laughs> it in the studio, and I go, hey, let's throw this away. He's like, don't touch that. I'm like, okay, all right. So yeah, we, actually like, have, we actually that's, have like – That's holy writ. I know. Okay, you just start, it's football like – Football scripture. Yes, don't uh, be throwing that away. So we were – Scott does it. He draws these plays up, and he shows me why they're so effective. And I'm like, that's amazing. And he goes, you don't even care. And I'm like, who are we throwing to? What are we trying to score a touchdown The point on? is, is you throw to whoever the defense allows you to throw. That's, that's <laughs> you got to take what's it given to you, It doesn't Alex. matter. No matter who you cover, you're going to be wrong. Like, Somebody's going to be open. Scott gets offended now, Sam, because I'll be like, that's fascinating. And he's like, you don't even care. And I'll go, I don't really – listen, what am I supposed to react to? I'll go, yeah, but what about the what about this H-back over here? Like, no, Scott is, is an expert on it, and so it's fun to get it's fun to get preached at. But uh, at some point I go, I don't know what I'm going to do with this. So, uh, Sam, you made the mistake that I did last week, 
and you had an opinion on Twitter. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> and then my, what's funny is is when people come out of the woodwork oh my and gosh. they accuse you of being, uh, you know, in my case last week it was you love Utah, you Utah homer. And I'm like, you know, as a BYU grad, that's kind of a weird thing for uh, people to accuse me of. But I get we get it all the time. People right. are like, dude. Uh, I can't believe you'd say that because I said that Utah, if they were in the Big 12, would compete for a, a conference title like immediately. They would. But I apparently uh, am a Utah lover. So what got you in trouble today and what were your uh, what were your comments? Because it was a lengthy thread. Yeah, similar. I mean, look, I, I just had been seeing a lot of comments from both sides of, of you know, the, the rivalry in sure. our state about – the future of the Big 12 and the Pac-12 and what's going and obviously that's a hot topic in college football right now right and look I understand my role in in media and I still feel like I am a, a pretty darn objective and middle of the road type of guy I don't it was too reasonable except, for Twitter except it was too when it reasonable comes for Twitter. to the Broncos then he has a different opinion <laughs> yeah then he's a little wild <laughs> yeah but then it's okay yeah no but uh <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, basically I, I said what I'd been thinking for a while now because I'd seen a lot of Utah fans on Twitter just basically saying uh, everything's fine. Why would why would Utah ever leave the Pac-12? And and then the, I even saw BYU fans saying BYU wouldn't want Utah in the, in the Big 12. Why would, why would that ever, you know, let, let's take uh, San Diego State instead or something like that. You know, whatever the arguments have been, you guys have seen them too. And so I just expressed my opinion. I'm like, look, the fact of the matter, and here's where I'm getting in trouble by saying the fact of the matter. Of Obviously, these aren't, you know, facts. This is me spouting out what I believe is a, the, a, I really feel like strongly that this is the current state of this situation. And that's so the fact of the matter, in my words, is that uh, the Pac-12 is is at the weakest it's ever been this conference. And I would like for someone to tell me that it's not right. The, the ground is shaky over there. No matter what Mark Harlan's tweeting or retweeting or whatever, no matter what reports are coming from Dennis Dodd out of the Big 12, that's just what it is. We know the facts that there have been multiple major uh, television networks that have basically said no to the Pac-12 or, or have not offered enough money for the Pac-12 to say yes. And so that there's just not the demand to get the Pac-12 into your rights agreements. And I know they're still working on things. And I even said in my thread, it can all change tomorrow. What I'm saying today can change tomorrow and suddenly it reverses course. But nothing has happened yet to change the course that the Pac-12 is currently on. Now, these are opinions that I think a lot of people have shared. Maybe you guys have even mentioned them as well on the air. But, yes, Utah fans have been riled up about it. Uh, BYU fans as well, both sides. Uh, and that's just, you know what, that's one of the beautiful things about college athletics, about college sports, about being a fan of a team is that uh, – you can get riled up over over things like this, but sure. I, I, I look. This is just where I stand. I really, truly believe that. It, and another thing I mentioned was that if, as of right now, this moment, BYU's future is a little brighter. And what I mean by that is that there's just a lot of question marks about where Utah is in the Pac-12. Why let a conference decide your future? If if Utah and I don't know who's been offered what and what conversations have all happened out there, but if the Big Twelve has talked to Utah in any capacity about joining the conference, Utah should take it very seriously at this point because of the uncertainty that there is in the Pac-12. And now you know Mark Harlan's making it sound like there's a lot more certainty. 
right, in the Pac-12, that things are going to be just fine. So maybe they will be. Because if things do work out with the TV rights deal, being in the Pac-12 is a good spot for, for Utah right now. But I just feel like down the road, what happens if Washington and Oregon decide to leave? Then what happens? You're stuck in a conference that has suddenly become really volatile, right? Uh, where it just seems like the Big 12 situation, like you said, Alex, if Utah went to the Big 12 today, they would be the instant favorite or one of the top two favorites to win that conference. And not only this year, but on an annual basis. They've already built that resume. They've built that tradition being in the Pac-12. They're that, I mean, they're the favorite in that conference right now or one of the favorites. But going over to the Big 12, I think it just it just feels like that would be a good fit. The rivalry would be restored. And so selfishly, from a media standpoint, I would love to see that rivalry going again. Right. Nice, healthy, and strong in the same conference. I but mean, you it, could, yeah, you can argue a lot of things as far as um, the value of Utah and, and some of these other schools going into the Big 12, that it's certainly, certainly a good deal. And if, if you're Utah, you don't have to recruit against USC. You don't have to recruit against Oregon. You don't have to recruit against Washington. Uh, you're, you're not really recruiting against a juggernaut mm-hmm. in the Big 12. Like, there's no juggernaut team in the Big 12 that you go, oh, they're, they're, they're top players. Like, USC, if USC really wants, they're going to always get the best players. Like, if, if USC is where it's headed now with Lincoln Riley and with, uh, with their, you know, the change in the program, they will always, they'll, they'll always get the best players in the country if they're acting like USC. And you, Utah, BYU, nobody can compete with that. You just right. can't, no matter what. So, Going to the Big 12 is going to give you an opportunity to actually compete and, and get maybe even better recruits than you than you would uh, right now. But the other DJ, we just had him on from mm-hmm. DJ and PK, mm-hmm. uh, in the, he, and uh, he, he made a good point, and I, I really like this point. You know, clearly the Pac-12 is dealing with a non-traditional um, media rights opportunity, probably right. with some streaming service. Right. And, when you're dealing with a new entity that's n- new to the game and they're trying to figure stuff out, it tends to take a lot more time. Yes. Uh, you know, so, cause, cause I think everyone's so worried about what's, you know, what's happening here. Uh, cause it's just staggering on. Right. Yeah. And so and there, there, there can be, right. There can be so many factors and one of them could be that it's just a new deal, but here, here's the bottom line. I think Utah and BYU fans need to know this and especially BYU fans today doesn't matter if BYU goes to a conference and there's more stability in the conference. You still have to win. Yes. Like, it's not going to mean anything to BYU if they go over to the Big That's 12. Good point. And they don't win. And if they're a middle-of-the-road team in that conference, it is not. it doesn't matter. It's no. not, not going to change anything for them. So if you go to the con- – it's just like Utah going to the Pac-12. Right. You know, they would have been like Colorado had they not figured out a way to be competitive and to win, to win conference championships. Otherwise – you're just you're a faceless, nameless, nobody cares about you team in a conference if you're not up there competing for for conference championships. Yeah, and so like the media streaming thing, every league's going to have to embrace that in the future. It's it's a part of what the yep. NFL has had success with that, and it's only going to steamroll from there. Streaming rights, making your your uh, product available to people at the in the palm of their hand or wherever they are is a big deal. And I think it's important that the Pac-12 is trying to work out a deal that involves that. And, and, and yeah, because of there's, a lot, there's a lot of unknown, um, that maybe shakes the nerves uh, a little bit as well. But uh, for me, the whole thing is, look, 
look at what USC and UCLA did. They didn't wait for their conference to decide for them. They decided for themselves. And if Utah is fine with sticking around in the Pac-12, even though there might be some question marks, then great. You know, then that's their decision. But don't let the conference decide for you. Don't wait. And I, I guess you do have to kind of wait to see what this deal is going to be. But, but um, uh, I just feel like if there is an opportunity now to solidify your future a little bit, make the decision for yourself. And when I talk about the future, I talk about which, what opportunities are going to provide you the best chance at getting to the college football playoff as it expands to 12 teams. Now, if the Pac-12 gets a deal done and you're in a 10-team conference, you have a great shot if you're Utah getting to a playoff from there. Um, but you just don't want to end up in a league that one day becomes irrelevant. And I, I'm not saying that's what's going to happen to the Pac-12, but there's a little bit of an undertone there that if things don't go right, that league could become irrelevant in the next decade. Do you want to play a game, Sam? Let's oh, play a boy. game. I Here like games. Comes. All right, let's play a game. Let's just do a what if. Sure. Like what, what if scenario. And let's assume, let's assume Arizona bolts and goes to the Big 12. Yeah. Okay? So the dominoes start falling. Now every team in the Pac-12 is up for grabs. Where do those schools go? What's the best place? What's the best case scenario for all of the schools in the Pac-12? And you can go anywhere. Right. You can go to the SEC, the Big Ten, Mountain West. Where, where is the best place for the 10 teams in the Pac-12 if it, if it disappears? That's a great, a great question. This is going to be a tough game to win, uh, Scott. Um, so if Arizona were to leave and go to the Big 12, from what it sounds like, right, Arizona State would be kind of – it sounds like they're joined at the hip, um, for better or worse. So those two teams are out. Everyone else is available. It makes sense to me for Utah to go to the Big 12. You, you, you re- reunite that rivalry. Um, it makes sense to me for Colorado to return to the Big 12 it, just from a regional standpoint and from tradition. But at the same time, before any of these uh, teams can decide where they would go next, you have to wait to find out, okay, what does the Big Ten want anyone? Is there interest from the Big Ten? Because uh, Oregon and Washington obviously are, are going to be probably the two most coveted assets coming out of there along with Utah. Uh, it just depends on where, you know, they have to be wanted by a conference too. Well, no, so, no, no, you, you pick, you, you, this, is, this is a game. Okay, you, so you I get tell to pick. me so where, look, yeah, this is let's, th- let's not do where this. you think. It's where, let's do where this. would be the best place. And again, you have any conference. Okay, let's do this. Let's do, just for fun. Uh, let's take Oregon, Washington. Um, you can take their their, you know, Oregon State, Washington State too, if you want. Let's take those, uh, Utah and Colorado. Throw them in the Mountain West Conference, and suddenly you've got another Power Five, probably oh. on par with oh. the Big Twelve. Oh, and, that's um, interesting. And. Uh-huh. Uh, that conference would be a, a very legit uh, college football conference. It'd be interesting. There'd definitely be a lot of wow. haters so, with those and, decisions. Uh, here's my but. question: So P- that's a that's a creative. So, move. so Hawaii's a P five conf- P five team now. Is that what I'm hearing? I, well, the Mount West might have to get rid of a few teams too. I, so. Look, I, that actually is not. It's almost like a relegation. As soon as you said though. that about Mount West, Scott about died, and then when you said and then make them a Power Five conference, and he went, huh? Well, you, but I'll tell you because you retain Boise. There's not you one. retain San Diego State, and I, uh, let's let's just forget TV markets because Boise that's always going to kill them. But, but what about Boise's academics? How dare you, Sam? <laughs> and let's forget about academics. I hate that argument. I'm sorry, I just hate it. it whatever. <laughs> it anyway, uh, yeah, you retain Boise, you retain San Diego State. Yeah, Utah State's been decent. Uh, you know, they were a great team two years ago. Um, it, shoot, there's uh, there's you know Colorado State and Air Force have had their their 
Fresno's I'm just saying. Got a, Fresno's got a TV market of Fre- some sort. Yeah, they do. So uh, it, that would be, of, it would, it'd be an interesting conference. Okay. When you say it's an interesting conference, that's like when my wife goes, <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I like that shirt you're wearing. It's, it's like, like, no, it's not good. When they when their voice goes up about ten octaves, it's a bless their hey, heart. I like no, I just, like that conference. I kind of like it. Bless their heart. It is think, not a good conference. I think it would. Sam, I think it would be on par with the Big Twelve. Sam, I need you to go home over the weekend, <laughs> and I want you to think about this, and I want you to come back on Monday and give us a better answer. Oh, oh I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, and it's going to be the answer what Scott wants to hear. Okay, Utah does not go to the Mountain West Conference in any scenario. I agree. Let's work on that. I agree. Right. We were playing a game. This was supposed to be oh, a, game. a game. I'm having game. fun. See, the game was that Scott was going to trash you whatever you said. That was really good. <laughs> no. Was gonna be. no. Uh, Actually, right. there was uh, – I'll, I'll give him 40 points for thinking outside the box. <laughs> yeah, that's what go. I was there trying to do. Oh. Sam Farnsworth, KSL 5 Television. Uh, what are you guys doing tonight on uh, KSL Sports on TV, dude? Let it be known that I, w- that I believe that scenario would never happen. Okay. Uh, tonight on KSL Sports <laughs> Live, well, it's, it's all about Mark. Madness right now. Southern Utah and Utah Valley playing in the WAC semifinals now. Hey, what this means is a team from our state's going to be playing for a shot in the NCAA in the tournament final, tomorrow. Yeah. So we're going to have that. We'll have Utah State back in action again, even though they don't tip off until by the time we're going on the air. I was going to say. Yeah. Uh, Southern Utah women going on right now. So it's still all about March Madness, guys. Okay. Uh, we call it March Mayhem. Mayhem. And we won't get in trouble with the, uh, the lawyers. Right, so uh, I guess you can so. say it. No, you can say it all you want. As long They're as you're not salty about some, that. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, but we just can't. Tournament. Well, we can't. You, you can't tie a sponsorship you, to it. Right? Just, we won't tie a sponsorship to it. There you go. Brought to you by Advanced Window. Brought products. to you by. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, Sam. Thanks for hanging out, dude. Probably we'll chat with you again. Sports. All right. There you go. And KSL Sports, of course. It's a whole. It's a whole family of things. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.